Welcome to episode 25 of the Become a Media Maven podcast. When I was saving everything in my laptop for this episode, I realized I am about halfway through the year with this podcast. Six months in, I've been publishing once a week since I started in August and episode 25. I'm about halfway through the year and I'm so excited that you have found me. If you are new here, hello, my name is Christina Nicholson and I'm so happy that you're here. If you are listening to this podcast right now, I want you to do me a favor. Stop what you're doing, screen grab this on your phone or if you're listening on your computer, which I don't know how many people actually listen to podcasts from their computer, some do, but if you are, please screen grab that and share it. Share it on Instagram and tag me at Christina all day. Share it on Twitter and tag me at Christina all day. I would love to retweet you or share it on my Instagram stories, but I want to know on social that you are here. Unfortunately, Apple doesn't make it possible for me to respond to your reviews, and I've been seeing them coming in, and I am so grateful for the reviews and the ratings that you're leaving. I wish I could comment back and say thank you. So if you have left me a review, just know I'm reading it, and I'm smiling, and I'm thankful. If you have not yet, please do so, because I do look forward to reading them, and they mean a lot to me. They also help this new podcast that is about six months in rank higher in iTunes because you're telling them that you're listening and you like it. So thank you so much. And I am really excited about this episode. I'm talking to my friend Kelsey Murphy, who is somebody that I met when we both spoke at the Boss Mom Retreat at the end of 2018 in San Diego. And Kelsey is somebody that I needed in my life four years ago because four years ago, I was working full time and I was starting a business on the side. She is somebody that you want to listen to because she has worked very closely with Marie Forleo for years. She helped her in B-School and she's helped coach many of Marie's students in B-School, even sitting in on private masterminds. So she's been surrounded by the best and she knows her stuff. In this episode, she's going to talk about testing out what you like and what you could do while you're working full-time so that you can go into being your own boss with more clarity and better planning. Let me tell you, it really takes the stress off. That is what I did. I started side hustling about six months before I left my full-time job to go all in on Media Maven. And I am now making more money than I've ever made in my life. I am working from wherever I want to, working with whoever I want to from wherever I want to, whenever I want to. I mean, really, you call the shots when you're your own boss. If you want to make more money, you can make more money. You don't need to rely on a boss who has to ask permission, who will give you like a $2,000 raise for the entire year. So if you are even thinking about starting your own business or you are in the early stages where you have your side hustle and maybe you're not making enough money or you have your side hustle but you're still working full time, then you are going to love this podcast. So here is my friend, Kelsey Murphy. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Kelsey, thank you so much for joining me on the Become a Media Maven podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. 
So let's start off by just telling people a little bit about what you do because I think um, people are going to love it. Um, I feel like now more than ever, people want to leave their full-time jobs and start their own businesses. And you are like the perfect person to help them do that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Kelsey Murphy and I am a business and a life coach. And I have the background of being the advertising director for Nintendo and Elizabeth Arden and GoPro, but I have the current role of um, running my own small business and helping other people through that transition um, of the nine to five, jumping into the business world when they are ready to start it. And that can range from anything from freelancing and consulting and coaching to starting up um, you know, something a little bit bigger, but it, it's it's been such a whirlwind these last five or six years because, as you just said, it's it's the thing to do for women because I think we're looking for that freedom and we're looking for something that taps into not only our strengths and the way that we want to show up in this really uh, confident world, but also it taps into the schedule that we want to have, you know, that flexibility and, and allowing us to live those kind of those those dual lives and I it's so funny I just posted on on Instagram the other day I'd said you know I had always had this dream of being um, this very independent career woman you know who got to fly first class and drink champagne and um, you know felt felt really like a badass and um, <laughs> and then I also had this dream of kind of being like a 1950s housewife to be honest and I was really ashamed of that like but I wanted to iron my husband's clothes I wanted to stay home I wanted to be there for you know my kids field trips every single one of them and when I was in the corporate world, at least, uh, those two dreams uh, could not live together. And people were telling me that that's just not possible. Sure, you can have those, but you can't have them at the same time. And um, it, it was just like every time someone told me that a little part of me died inside. And I was so sad about it until I started seeing it out in the world and started seeing these other women live these lives where they had so much control over their schedule. They were running million dollar businesses and they were still coming home and ironing their husband's clothes and going on all the field trips and having their husband look at them and say, um, I think you're one of the smartest women I know. And I started meeting these women and these these men and these people that were able to do these these types of things and lead these lives. And I thought, oh, we we can do it. <laughs> that can be done. And so um, and so I, I built that, uh, you know, from scratch and and uh, and took a lot of time and a lot of man hours uh, to figure out exactly what I wanted. And then. I I started to realize that there were so many other people out there that wanted to do that, that had that same dream. And then I just started to work with them. I started to help them and work with them and consult with them while I was back doing my uh, advertising gig and realized that uh, after going back and then getting like credentialed as a life coach and a business coach and uh, getting all the certifications under the sun that I wanted from positive and motivational psychology to, you know, marketing and online sales funnels, that uh, this was something I could help other people do and build really quickly so that they could start testing it out and learning what they were really good at. Um, so, yeah, so I just started doing that. And 
And it's been amazing, amazing ever since. And we just launched an epic podcast and it's been a it's been a pretty pretty rad roller coaster the last few years. Okay, let's break some of that down. First tell me how long? How long have you been on your own? So, I mean, officially well, I would say probably about seven, seven or eight years, but officially probably only, probably only about five. Okay. And tell me how it all started. Like, what was it in your corporate job where you were like, oh, I need to get out of here. I need to do my own thing. And then how did you take the first steps? Oh yeah. That's such a great question. Um, so it, I don't think any of us take corporate jobs and think, uh, I don't want this job. I'm just going to take it. Usually we take them and we're excited, you know, we're like, yes, this is an amazing opportunity. And, um, you know, we get the feels about it when we say yes. And we sign the paperwork. And I, I did the same thing when I started, especially working in advertising. And I will say I signed on with one of the best agencies in the entire world, uh, and got to do so many incredible things. But, I would say after a few years of working there, I knew deep down in my gut, this was not home for me. You know, it did not feel like a place I felt emotionally connected to. And I think for a while there, I just thought that's normal, right? Like none of us feel um, quote unquote, you know, I'm doing air quotes right now, emotionally connected to a job. Um, it's just a job. And so I kind of just kept powering through and I was really appreciative of all the people there, the work and the clients. But I started to notice a couple things. Um, that really tipped me off that this was not the place for me. And I remember one late, late night we were working on uh, some newspaper spread. Uh, I'm going to date myself here. A uh, newspaper spread that was going to go out. And we were talking about the color of the of red that, that we were going to use for some of this font. And we couldn't figure out the exact color of red uh, that we were supposed to use for this client. But it was pretty darn close. And so it was probably one in the morning. We'd been working on this ad the whole night. And finally, we were like, you know what? We think this is right. Let's hit send. We we're about to hit send. It goes to the print producer for approval. And she's like, you know, like jumps up out of her bed in her home in San Francisco, like hops in a cab, comes straight down to the office and just rips us a new one. And is like, how could you ever send this color of red out? And she just she just let us have it. And I remember everyone when she told us the the actual color of red we were supposed to use, which, of course, looked identical to the other color of red. Everybody around me was like, ah. Oh, you're totally right. You're totally right. How could we do this? And I remember in that moment being like, what? Why does everyone care so much? Like, what kind of universe am I in? And I realized that all of these people actually cared, like they genuinely cared, which you should about your job, you should care and take pride in it and, and own it and feel emotionally attached. And I realized, uh, whoa, I do not feel emotionally attached um, at all to this job. And then there, it was a couple weeks later, I was sitting at the dinner table. We were out doing this big commercial shoot in LA and I was sitting around the table with my, um, with my, the whole production team. It was the art director and the copywriter and our producer. And we were talking about this director, um, that we wanted to come on board for the next project. And he was this very up and coming director and everyone around the table again was talking about this director 
you know, and all the things that he did in his cinematography and the people he had worked with and, and the storyline that he brings to the table and his different perspective and point of view. And they were so excited and they were all talking about how they were going to go home that night and they were going to research more things about him and how we could kind of woo him and bring him over to the project. And I remember thinking like watching these people talk about this director with such passion and love and me thinking like, there's no way I'm going home tonight <laughs> and researching a director. I'm going to go home tonight and like watch Netflix and and chill. And I remember thinking, whoa, that's what it looks like to love your job is you literally want to go home and research and nerd out and geek out over these things. And enough moments like that happened for me where I thought, okay, like this, it's not the job, right? It's just me. It's, it's, it's the fact that this isn't my calling. This isn't what I love. It isn't what lights me up. And I would eventually, once I started to kind of pursue my curiosities and my passions and go down the route of exploration, I would go home and explore things late night in Google. I would go home and I would research random things like emotional intelligence and, um, you know, life coaching and these different types of things that really intrigued me that I wanted to learn more about or blogging or things like that, that I was kind of, I think, too shy to explore and to raise my hand and say, I'm really intrigued by this. Um, but when I felt those things and I felt kind of like a misfit in the office, like everybody did really care about this, I realized, oh man, like this, this isn't, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And when you realized that, did you decide like right then and there, okay, I'm just going to quit my job and I'm going to try to do something on my own? Or did you look for another job and did you not find anything that excited you? So you were like, well, maybe I'll just take a stab. I mean, how was that situation for you? Because I know you're a mom. I'm a mom. When I did it, I had two kids. Um, And I didn't even tell my husband about it before I did it because I honestly, it was so sudden and unexpected on my end. So how did like the transition work for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that some people, I think some people have that experience of, wow, this is not it. I'm going to make a decision right, right now. Um, I didn't have that experience. And, and honestly, most of my clients that I work with don't have that experience because we're not huge risk takers. <laughs> you know, we, we mull on things. I, I always say we're processors. We're analyzers. We're going to think and overthink and overthink things until we feel so uncomfortable inside that we're like, okay, if I don't make this decision, like a little, little part of me is going to crumble. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't a huge dramatic jump for me. And I will tell people like, I I don't, I don't always believe in the huge dramatic jumps. I don't think that you have to do a big, huge dramatic quit. I actually think that that's, that's not what we want to do because most of the time we're working with incredible employers and incredible companies. We've just been in a job we don't like for so long. We've found ways to kind of point our fingers at everything around us that's that's creating this unhappiness when the reality is it's our job to know what makes us happy. It's our job to make sure that's on our schedule. It's our job to step up to the plate. Um, and once we start doing that, we'll stop pointing our fingers at our boss and our company. We'll love them and we'll realize they're just different. Like they are different than us. They want different things. They're fulfilled by different things. And it's our job to put ourselves in a new environment and situation. So 
for me, it was it was small moments of bravery, small moments of exploring my passions and following my curiosities and listening to that gut inside me that said, hey, this is something that you're interested in, interested about and and retraining my brain and my body not to push that to the side and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that on the weekend or oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds kind of fun, but it's not realistic for a job. It's realizing, for me, it was realizing that those were the small, intuitive kind of tugs at my heartstring that were saying, hey, you've been ignoring us. We are the things that are going to show you the way. We are the, we are the, you know, those little voices that are going to, to show you what your passions are, to show you where you can leverage your strengths if you would just listen to us. And I will always say it's not listening and saying, okay, sweet, I'm going to quit and go become a massage therapist because <laughs> that for me was one of the callings. Like it was a little tug being like, I think massage therapy would be amazing. And so, but it was, it was listening to that and saying, what is it about massage therapy that you love? And I went to an orientation for massage therapy and I took a little massage therapy course, which my husband is very appreciative of now. And I read a book on it and I, and I sat down and I had coffee with massage therapists and I realized all these things about myself. Plus it made for really great stories and uh, these cool little hobbies that I now have. But I realized what I love about that and this idea of, of truly connecting with people and helping them heal in certain types of ways and helping them to move forward. And that was physically, I do it more emotionally and financially now, but it was exploring those things that start to lead you down paths of what you actually really want to do. And so for me, it was small moments like that. And I went through a process of you know, dabbling in different conferences. I, I worked with different life coaches. You know, I worked with different therapists. I thought I wanted to be a marriage and family therapist at, at one point. And it was so important for me to have that experience and to go, you know, again, talk with people about being marriage and family therapists. And all those things that I did clarified for me. And I did them rather quickly, I will say. Once I I will say, once I decided this is not the job for me anymore, I definitely hit go on exploring and I had a checklist and a whole plan of things that I wanted to kind of cross off or prioritize, you know. And once I was able to cross off a bunch of things and confirm I was doing all of these things for the right genuine reason and they were really aligned with not only who I wanted to show up as in the next few years, but the life that I wanted to create, the lifestyle I really knew I would thrive in, then I think that's when I started to feel the real momentum. And it happened really quick for me. I would say it happened in like six, uh, I, I would say you could say it happened in a couple months. It could happen. It happened in six months, um, depending on where the, that kind of pivot and that turning point is that, that we would agree on. But um, I really determined that life coaching was my thing actually randomly in London at a free life coaching seminar for like two days. And I went there, I sat in the room full of what seemed like a very weird situation while my husband was off like in the red bus touring the city. And I remember it was like really bad hotel lighting. I was like, what, what am I doing? Like, where am I at? Why? am I not touring the city of London with my my new husband? And 
I just looked around and the second they started talking, I instantly felt at home. The second I started talking to the people around me, I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are my people. Like I have found my place. And while that was the very beginning of my coaching and business journey, there was, that was probably my one big aha moment. And the only way I would have got that aha moment was by exploring all these different routes by raising my hand and saying, okay, I'll start working with a coach and seeing what that looks like. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and commit to this one conference and see what that looks like. And those are where the aha moments and that confirmation comes. I think that a lot of people are looking for, you know, I love those baby steps. Now, when you were making those baby steps, did they start when you were employed? Or did you start them? Like, did you quit your job? And then you were taking baby steps and just were mindful that you weren't bringing in income or were you doing it while you were a full-time employee or both? Yeah, it's, it's such a good question. And and if I had the luxury to, to do that without bringing income, man, that would have been fun. That would <laughs> like, be the best, but it's <laughs> never like that, is it? <laughs> never. It's never like that. Even when you start your business, you still have to reevaluate what that first year is going to look like in business. Like, you know, especially when you're transitioning from a, a, a very good job, you know, like I, I'm sure you had this experience too, but you have a very high income that you're used to bringing to the table. You know, that's that's your normal. And so the idea of transitioning from this place where you have spent, you know, a decade you know, garnering this credibility in a certain industry. And, uh, you know, you've gotten your paycheck up to a certain level. And the idea of jumping from that into something completely on your own is, it's terrifying, you know. And from a budgetary perspective, you have to really understand what that's going to look like in year one. And yes, you can bust it really hard in year one and, and hit it hard and bring in a lot of money and probably get that that same number. But the reality for me was, is I knew part of my goal was not to hit it so hard. It was to create a lifestyle that gave me a little bit more of a breather because I was hitting it hard in advertising. Like I had clients all over the world. I think at one point I had clients in Seattle, in New York, in Japan, like I was on calls all the time. So part of my goal was to create a little bit more breathing room in, in my schedule. So I think that, you know, you, you have to acknowledge there is a financial aspect that comes to this. So for me, I almost had like a, a I, what I will call like a bridge season. Marie calls it like there's a uh, you can get a bridge job, you know, like there's a bridge job between uh, this corporate job and then like maybe starting your own business. A lot of times I will work with people on that bridge job in between so that they can have a job with a little bit more freedom and flexibility to explore all these other things about their side hustle or their business or freelancing while also bringing in cash and having that kind of consistency. For me, I actually didn't do the bridge job. I jumped straight straight from corporate into starting my own business. However, that that last year of my nine to five job, I was consistently exploring what I wanted to do next and consistently testing it out and consistently re-looking at my budget as, as to what that was going to look like. But I think that for it, it can happen different for everybody, but that was kind of what I would call my bridge season. You know, it, it was a season that I really 
you know, allocated my, my nights and my weekends towards things I loved. And, and it wasn't towards work. Like that was the thing is, is I think sometimes people think, oh my gosh, yeah, to, to figure out what I want to do or to start my own business or to start a side hustle, I'm going to have to work even more hours than I'm doing right now. But as you know, like when you, when you do something you love or you're creating your own business or your own baby, like it's hard to get away from that thing, not because it's just attached to you, but because you love it so much. Like you're so excited to see where it's going to go and it's going to, it's going to build and you have a passion for it. So I think that that's, that's what I started to feel that last year of my nine to five and creating that new normal for me where I would get so excited on, you know, Saturday mornings to go for a walk and grab a coffee and sit with like a couple girlfriends who were doing the same thing. And we would, you know, just sit at a coffee shop for three or four hours and like brainstorm our businesses together. Like I will never forget that, that season for me because it was, it was, it was probably the beginning of the new life. Even though I was just making these small baby steps, it was the whole mindset shift of, oh my gosh, I've been settling and there's more out there and I can actually go after it. I love that. Okay. And you brought up Marie, but we haven't really talked about Marie. So you work very closely with Marie Forleo and her students in B-School, and you basically help them do what you have done. And I'm sure many of them are in the same position I was in. I started my side hustle about six months, my side hustle that turned into my business, about six months before I left my job. You were dabbling in some things before you left your job. So tell us a little bit about I mean, obviously, we know how you help students in B-School, um, but tell us a little bit about the common, the common themes that you're seeing, whether it be mistakes that these people are making or steps that these people are taking that usually end in success. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, it's been such a dream to work with with Marie. Um, I remember, I I don't know if you've read Marie's book from way, way back in the day. I don't even know that she advertises it anymore, but it's called make, make any man want you. Um, and it is an amazing book. Uh, I picked it up while I was traveling many, many moons ago and I was traveling with my, with my now husband and the book is literally called, I think make every man want you or something like that. And I'm reading it and he's like, what, wait, why, why, why? are you reading this book? And the great part about it is it's about confidence. And it's about like, I think the subhead is be so irresistible, you'll hardly keep from dating yourself. And the goal is to step into who you are and who you want to be and own that. And um, it's this incredibly empowering book. And, and clearly it's not about um, or not only about making men want you, but it is about loving yourself so much in emotional ways, but in also physical ways. And, and I remember there's everything in there from like loving your strengths and embracing those and stepping into those every day to um, shaving your legs more often, you know, like, like different things that, that just for me really spoke to me that I was like, yes, this is, this is it. And so that was actually my introduction to her. It was before I even wanted to start a business, but it was more when I was in that exploration phase of like, how can I shift my life? How can I be better? How can I step into who I really want to be and figure out who I really want to be? And and then I found out she ran this like, you know, multi-million dollar online business and was hilarious. And I started watching her videos 
And even when I started my own business, I would watch her videos every single morning because I will often tell people we think we're, you know, we're just going to be inspired every day, but we of course are not. We are in charge of kind of fueling ourselves with inspiration and filling up our tank. And there would be often many mornings I would wake up just tired and exhausted thinking like, what did I do here? <laughs> like, what, who was I to think I could start a business? Like, this is crazy town. And then I started a morning routine where every single morning I had to watch a five minute video of hers. Um, and her videos are just so, uh, they're the perfect amount of time. They're the perfect kick in the pants and her personality for me just really spoke to me. So I, I literally started my, my career, my business with her. And then, um, so to be working with her now is like an absolute dream. And she is, just as incredible as she seems on all those videos. And I was talking to her on the phone the other day and I was telling her, Marie, the most killer thing about getting so involved in the back end of your business and with your team is the fact that like you practice what you preach. Like every single team member inside her business is obsessed with what they do, is obsessed with helping other people, is obsessed with being overly kind um, it's just such an incredible vibe. Like even like we go in and we're, we're on a text chain together and the vibe on the text chain gets me excited every single time someone chimes in there. And it's also freaking hilarious. Like she is dropping F-bombs right and left. Like she's just truly, truly who she is. She's stepped into her own, her own self. So it's been so fun to work with her. And yeah, I go in during B-school season, which is... I think February to it, it changes every year, but it's about February to May. And I go in and I, I take a team on and I, I create my own little mastermind of women that are taking B-School with Marie. Um, I get to be in there coaching through B-School because she has me on the, the our small little coaching team there. So I get to take all the students through all those pillars and answer all their questions and look at all their feedback. Like we're doing everything from looking at people's websites and helping them with like sales funnels to like opt-ins and just copy. Um, but then I also take a small group of people that want to want to have a little bit more coaching through that process, maybe that are doing B-School while they're in the nine to five or are, have just jumped into, uh, you know, jumped out of their nine to five and into the new world of entrepreneurship. And I create a little mastermind for us because for me, I think that was such a, such a key pillar kind of going back to your main question, some of the big things that I, I see that make people successful, not only in B-School, but in their first five years of business is when they do have those those partners, those business kind of soul people, um, you know, those those people that are not only going to be their accountability and be with them and walk the path with them, but also that are inspiring to them, people that are walking a little bit ahead of them a bit so that they can see, ah, oh, I love what they're doing. I'd love to create something like that for myself as well. I think that is so crucial in your first few years. And finding those people is is, is shockingly hard. But uh, Marie has created this community. It's like where everyone flocks to. So it's like you can go into that community. And I mean, you don't even have to get B-School. You know, you can go onto her blog or go onto, you know, her YouTube page. And people are commenting all the time um, from different parts of the world and different industries. And so it's such a just a great 
communal place for people to connect. And I think that's one of the biggest things that can help people move forward is kind of finding, I call them business soul people, because I feel like it's not just finding business friends. It's people that you connect with emotionally that you're like, ah, I would do anything for you. I would fly across the country for you. Like, and I could have wine with you till two in the morning, but I'm also running a business just like you. And so it's someone that you can talk and connect with. I think those those kinds of things are, are really the things that make the biggest difference. I agree. I mean, I'm trying to think back on like mistakes I made at the beginning or things that I did to, to make me feel or make me be more successful. And I feel like it was when a couple of years in when I said, okay, I'm really going to invest in my business. And I decided to invest in a business coach when it was funny, when I was invited by one of those business soul people that you talk about to go to an event. And that's where I invested in a business coach. And every year I've doubled my business since I've been in business. But now I've reached the point where, you know, it's pretty substantial and it would not have happened if I was not surrounding myself with other people in business and if I was not taking, you know, those steps and investing in my business. So I love that. Yeah. And it's so fun to hear those stories. I love that, Christina, because I I feel like once you start truly talking to people and getting like getting the background of their stories, you start hearing, oh, wow. In the very beginning, that's what you did. Like that was the big turning point for you as you invested in this one thing. And and Marie's always funny because she always says like, she calls herself the catalyst, you know, um, and a lot of people I think are the catalyst to take that step up or to up level your business, because sometimes it's not even necessarily what you're learning in that exact moment or that exact person. But when you start taking yourself a little bit more seriously, you invest in yourself, you believe in yourself, everything shifts. And I think that is, is the catalyst for when you start kind of taking everything to that next level, you know? I love that. Awesome. Okay. And finally, before we go, can we talk about your new podcast? Because we are both new to this pod. I mean, I guess relatively new to this whole podcasting thing. So tell us about yours because it involves whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it does. It does. Oh my gosh. Podcasting has been such a blast. I can't even believe how fun it has been. Um, I am not... Honestly, I'm not a big content creator in the fact that I love coaching, right? So I love working in these small groups or one-on-one with people and digging deep into one place. So creating like a lot of different touch points and content hasn't always been my strong suit. But for some reason, podcasting, um, that has been the most fun and the most productive place for me to create content. I can't, I can't even believe it. And it's so funny because, you know, I'm literally sitting in my closet right now, um, and which is where I do all my podcasting. And I sit in my tiny little closet, which I, every time I say this, people are like, oh yeah, they envision this like walk-in closet. Like, no, it's a teeny tiny closet. (laughs) And I come in here and I shut the door. I pull out my little microphone and I just start recording. And often a lot of the podcasts that I do are with women just like us, right? That are starting their own businesses or have gone through that process or that 
that bridge job or that bridge season or that bridge year and had those kind of like bootstrapping moments and those stumbling blocks. And I bring them on because now they've been incredibly successful. Like I've had Kelly Levesque on, who's Jessica Alba's nutritionist. Um, I've had Leah Babauta on, who's got, you know, like 2 million readers on his Zen Habits blog. I've, I've had these people on that have had these epic successes. And I'm like, hey, tell me what year one was like, (laughs) like lay it all out there. Like give us the real deal and the real story. And it's so fun for them to go back and be like, Oh yeah, this is how it was in the beginning. And this is how I got started. And he's here are some like little nuggets. And that's been so fun for me to do. I can't even believe how fun it's been. Um, and then the other half of the time. So I do two podcasts a week. One is an interview with someone great like that. And then the next one is just a 20 minute little solo segment that I do on something usually that's brought up in a coaching call. So it can be anything from how do I talk to my husband about starting a business to um, how do I know what the right business is to start to how do I feel more present and mindful and kind during the holidays. So it's really it it's really neat that I get to bring in some ideas and some topics that I talk with clients on because it's a reminder that I am a business and a life coach. You know, like half of the time we are talking about their business and we're talking about budgets and investing and spreadsheets. And the other half of the time we're talking about like, why am I so doubtful all the time? You know, like why can't I just get confident in this one area? And, um, and so it's been so fun. It's been, it's been a blast. So where can people find the podcast so I can put it in the show notes? Yes, absolutely. It's called Whiskey and Work, and um, you can find it over on iTunes, or you can find it over on my blog um, or my website, KelseyMurphy.com. You'll see it. It'll say the Whiskey and Work podcast. I love it. Okay, I will link to all of that in the show notes. So... Friends, if you need anything help with business or life, Kelsey is your girl. So make sure you check out those show notes and get in touch with her. Thank you so much, Kelsey. Oh, thanks so much for having me. This has been great, Christina. Thank you so much for listening. How great was Kelsey? Remember, you can get access to her website and her podcast in the show notes for this episode. And I also want to mention my three-day media class called Pitch Publicity Profit. And I want to mention it because, A, it's free. It will help you pitch the media to earn publicity to turn that into profit. That sounds pretty good for any business owner, right? But this is also how I built my business. It's not only what I help others do, but it's how I built my business when I started four years ago, when I was working that full-time job and I was side hustling. I was pitching myself to get the publicity. And I was doing this because... My mindset was very different. I was afraid to spend money to get in front of people, so I needed to earn exposure. I was working my own platforms, my own social media, my own website that I don't even think honestly was built four years ago, but maybe in the process of being built. I was working my connections, people I knew, but that only goes so far. So I had to actually earn coverage in other places. I had to write for outlets where my ideal customers and clients were, what they were reading. I had to get on podcasts that my ideal customers and clients were listening to. And that is how I built my business. My first year, I started, I think in the middle, I started in July, like mid-July. And 
from that mid-July till the end of the year, I did about 30,000. And every year since then, I have at least doubled my business. And I can tell you, the only advertising dollars that I have ever spent have been on Facebook ads, and it's been very minimal. My entire business has been built by me pitching myself to my audience and to other people's audiences, earning that publicity and leveraging that publicity to turn it into profit. So if you are ready to take your business to the next level, then please visit mediamavenandmore.com slash publicity. And this is completely free, y'all. Like I'm not charging for this training and it is very, very useful. I've had people tell me, this is amazing. I went through this free course and I implemented everything you said and I've actually gotten media coverage. I actually got a lovely email from Juliet. Hi, Juliet. She listened to the episode last week about earning exposure in TV and it's funny because she told me right after she listened to that episode, she was in a coffee house and she just signed up um, for Help a Reporter Out, which is something that I mentioned in that podcast. And she was actually pitching herself to earn media exposure. And if you believe in the law of attraction at all, while she's doing this, a TV crew came in and interviewed her. It was a subject not related to her expertise. It just happened to be she was in the right place at the right time for what they were covering. But that reporter shared her contact information with Juliet. And now Juliet has a contact and has a relationship. And she's already starting on putting pitches together so she can get that publicity. And then hopefully, Juliet, you will turn that into profit. I hope to see you in my media mentoring program because I think with your niche, like I told you over email, I think it would be amazing. So again, please share this out on your social media and tag me. And if you have a story like Juliet, if you are implementing what I'm teaching you either in these podcast episodes or in my free resources like Pitch Publicity Profit or even if you're one of my media mentoring clients, please let me know what you are doing so I can share your good news with everybody listening. Okay, that is it for today. I will see y'all next week. And do you want to hear what's going to happen next week? Do you want me to give you a little tease? I'm talking to Azul. Azul's amazing for so many reasons. One, he did a TEDx talk that has over a million views that is landing him like insane paid speaking gigs. Two, he helped Pat Flynn, one of my mentors, write his book, Will It Fly?, which is a best-selling book. And three, he will teach you how to write a book in 30 days and make it a bestseller. Azul is amazing. We both um, are in a mastermind. We're in Pat Flynn's mastermind. That's how we met. And he is just not only a super sweet person, but very inspirational. And he knows his stuff. So if you have a book or you're thinking about writing a book, you are going to love next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to connect with you off the podcast on social media. And hey, shoot me an email. I'm at Christina at MediaMavenAndMore.com. See you next week.